1: the show. It's an honor to be here once again with you. And before we begin, I just want to take a pause for a moment. I'm just going to invite you if you're able to close your eyes. And just take a deep breath, breathe in through the nose, exhale through the mouth. And just pause and be here with me. Be with your breath. Be with my voice. Be present to this moment. A couple more deep breaths. So important to take moments of pause. These moments of pause where we can just sink in and be present with our breath. With anything in everything that's present for us, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, energetically. Physically, our bodies are constantly speaking to us. And our physical bodies are a reflection of what's really going on in the mind. And often what's going on in the mind is subconscious. So when we take these moments of pause, we can pause and breathe. We can pause to celebrate. We can pause to feel. We can pause to witness. We can pause to create awareness as to what's happening within us. Just pause. Give yourself permission just to pause for a moment. I'm going to embark on a, it's like a little bit of a hot topic, but I'm, I promise you, I'm going to give you some five fundamental shifts that will allow you to change your default settings. We're going to explore how can we stand in one truth without judging others, without judging or attacking their truth. And is it possible that there's more than one truth? Is it possible that there's more than one truth within ourselves? But is it also possible that there's more than one truth between people, individuals? When we look at standing in our truth, there's some pieces that are essential to embrace in the mind, because otherwise the ego hijacks our truth. It'll hijack our spirituality. It'll hijack our beliefs. It'll hijack everything. Remembering the nature of the ego, the ego is not our enemy. The ego is something we've created in order to have this human experience. The challenge is when the ego becomes this overprotective, constantly hovering over you, helicopter parent. Stopping at nothing to keep you safe, protected, and playing small. It keeps you from taking risks. It keeps you living in fear. Because the ego only knows fear. It only knows separation. It only knows division. And when we are meeting others in life that hold a different belief than us or are standing in a different truth than us, when we meet them from the place of ego, we are meeting their fear with our fear and fear expands. And then the defenses are strong. In that place, we put our defenses up. We are fighting to be right. challenges when we're fighting to be right we will always feel wrong and we will always be in that state of fight ready to defend perhaps even ready to attack to convince others that we are right and in convincing others that we are right we are actually convincing them they are wrong Is it possible for both two different people to be right? Is it possible for two different people to be wrong? I wanna talk about five fundamental shifts that will allow you to change your default settings. And then our default settings are all based on judgment. And that feeds our fight to be right. When we change our default settings, these are our programmed default settings. These aren't our natural innate way of being in life. These are our programmed default settings. This empowers us to drop our defenses. When we drop our defenses, we can meet others with love, with compassion, with a level of understanding. And we can meet them with that level of understanding even when we disagree, even when we hold different ideas of what is true. So today as you're listening, I want you to be wildly open to anything. Be curious, because a curious mindset is an open mind. Be curious, be open to anything and be attached to nothing. Even if it's just for this time we're together. Even if it's just this time you're listening. If you've already made up your mind, a made up mind is a closed mind. So, are you willing to open your mind to be curious, to listen with curiosity and not with judgment? When we look at what's going on in the world today, there's a great division. The great divide there's a lot of people standing in their fight to be right and holding on to truth like gripping with a grip a fearful grip and a intense fear-based passion, to prove others who don't hold that same truth as wrong. And this is not an obvious thing in some ways, but it's obvious in others. So if we are fighting to be right, someone must be declared wrong. If you're fighting to be right, another person must be wrong. They must be wrong. And a lot of times our fight to be right is fueled by our fear of being wrong. We are afraid to be wrong because being wrong, there's a lot tied up into that. So let's move through some of the shifts and I'm gonna share whatever comes through, whatever's guided. I'm not gonna share specifically about specific truths in the world because I believe that there's more than one truth. Even there's more than one truth with a capital T. There's always more than one perspective. There's two sides of the coin, two stories, two experiences, or more. And for me, truth is whatever we need to hear in that moment to awaken to a higher level of consciousness. And that truth can change because what happens is our spirit, which is our teacher of love compared to ego, which is our teacher of fear. Our inner spirit or the divine spirit meets us in our humanness to remind us of our divinity in order to do that our inner spirit needs to meet us in our humanness and help us hear, see, and experience what we need in order to shift, in order to awaken more, in order to let go of those things that we're gripping. So all truth cannot be held on to because that's then, it's truth hijacked by fear. That's truth hijacked by ego. So when I talk about the 10 principles to shift consciousness from head to heart, be open to anything, be attached to nothing are two of them. Be open to anything, be attached to nothing. any attachments, anything we cling to or hold on to is ego. So I'm going to invite you as you're listening to offer over everything you think you know and everything you think you don't know about truth. And I like how Shante describes truth. It's truth is a finger is simply a finger pointing to never confuse the finger pointing to truth for truth. Because whatever it is that we need to be pointed to, whatever level of understanding we need in the mind to shift us or open us up is what will be given. So the first shift that we need to make at the level of the mind is to shift from judgment to observation. Now we can be looking at the exact same thing and that thing that we're looking at does not change, but our, the lens we're looking through does. We are born natural observers. You can simply watch a young child and see their depth of observation is natural, it's innate. We are programmed to judge. We are born observing. We are programmed to judge. So when we look upon something, it's, it's a default setting to judge it. And judge it as right or wrong, good or bad, light or dark. And this judgment is often in that realm of, of opposites, duality because the mind works in duality. The ego loves duality. And we're constantly judging something we're constantly judging something as right or wrong. When we observe a behavior in someone else or we observe what their beliefs are. It's easy to judge because that's how we've been programmed. That's how we've been conditioned to look upon the world my challenge to you is to shift to observation. Observe their point of view. Observe their truth, the truth they're standing in without judgment. Observe your own thoughts, observe your own thoughts of judgment about their truth. Observe creates an opening in the mind. And it shifts us out of that default setting of judgment. Now, this takes work. I'm I'm making it sound really easy, but it takes heart work. It takes commitment, awareness, willingness. The second shift is, are you willing to be wrong? When we fight to be right, we are making others wrong. Because in the ego's mind, we can't both be right. There has to be that duality. There has to be right and wrong. So as long as we're fighting to be right, we will always feel wrong because in the eyes of the other individual, we are wrong. And that keeps us in defense. That keeps us feeling like we need to protect our truth. That we need to convince and not to say that you won't be guided to speak your truth, that you won't be guided to say something, that you won't be guided to share information that will impact or influence the perspective that another person is holding. That's inspired action. That comes after. This is, these are fundamental shifts that happen at the level of your mind first. Are you willing to be wrong? Because if you're not willing to be wrong, then you're not gonna be able to make the shift because you'll be in defense and you'll be ready to fight, ready to attack, ready to convince. I remember when this lesson came in, I'm totally willing to be wrong. Those were the words, I'm totally willing to be wrong. I was so resistant to that. And curiously, this is this is a work in progress for me. My fight to be right is, is deep in my programming, but it was more my fight to be right within, like it was a real internal battle. And then there's times on the outside where it becomes this external battle, but not as much as it used to be. And interestingly, when my husband was here this morning, I'm like, oh, how does this write up sound to you? I don't usually share it with him. And he was just like, well, you know, you like to fight to be right. And I'm like, yes, I'm aware. It's a work in progress. But I'm certainly not the same, especially in my marriage. I don't do it as much as I used to. But in those moments where I'm triggered or I'm in my ego, that is my default setting. My ego goes into that fight to be right. That's a little bit of my... That shadow side of my ego. We all have it. We all have it. I'm going to do a show on the shadow side in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned to that. So when I'm totally willing to be wrong, it actually takes the charge away from the ego. It disempowers my ego. And I'm able to actually drop my defenses. And I'm able to meet others with love and compassion and understanding, even when I disagree. And I can feel that charge when my ego comes in in that fight to be right. So what I'll do in the mind, and I, I there was a period of time when this first, this lesson, this first. Lesson. this lesson first came in, I would say those words, I'm totally willing to be wrong, over and over and over and over again. And some days it felt like I would say it probably a hundred times or more. Totally willing to be wrong here. Totally willing to be wrong. And it wasn't like um, deciding I was wrong. It's just, I was willing to be wrong. And that just took the fight out of the equation. And I had some really powerful conversations, which brings me to the next shift, shift number three, which is lower your defenses. As long as you're defending your fight to be right, as long as you're defending your truth, as long as you're defending and protecting, you're not open to listen, to hear, to try on another perspective and trying on another perspective doesn't mean that you have to say yes to it, embrace it and take it on as your truth. That's not what this is about. It's not about changing people's minds. It's not about changing anything other than the perspective you're holding. That's actually causing a a degree of separation and, and dividedness and, defensiveness, and fight, and attack, and projection. When we lower our defenses, we can meet another person and honor their truth without compromising our own. Because in our defense, we are, we become loyal, fiercely loyal to our truth. We become fiercely loyal to our fight to be right. We become fiercely loyal to the belief we hold. And again, loyalty comes with that opposite of disloyalty. Loyalty is really has been hijacked, and really has a strong influence from the ego. So I I move away from loyalty. I, I get people to stop being so loyal because loyal comes with disloyalty. Because if you're loyal to one thing, you have to be disloyal to another. You have to deny another. So when we shift out of loyalty and into honoring we shift out of that fear and guilt and obligation of loyalty. And we move into honoring with love, with compassion, with an opening to understand. And that way we can honor our truth And we can honor their truth. We can honor our experience and we can honor their experience. Neither is right or wrong. It just is different. We can honor our differences. Without dishonoring our own. So when you lower your defenses, there's an opening in the mind to try on another perspective, but also there's an opening in your heart to extend love, to extend compassion, to meet people in that space, to be a compassionate witness, observe what's happening, observe what stance they're holding, what stance you're holding. And then the question is, are you willing to let go of the hold, the grip? In our defenselessness, we become free, free to try on other perspectives, free to listen, free to, to hear, free to witness, free, just free in so many ways we're not free when we're fighting we're not free when we're ready to attack or or defending and fear and in fear of attack that's not freedom step 4 is listen deeply listen deeply without trying to gather evidence to convince or change the mind of another. Listen deeply without thinking about what you're going to say in rebuttal to what they're saying. Just listen. And maybe even in in some ways, in some aspects, in them describing their experience of their truth, you might actually get a little gem that might shift your perspective. It might be one little piece that is then brought into your truth to expand. Not changing your truth, but enhancing your truth or enhancing the understanding of your truth while you listen deeply and create an understanding of the truth that they hold. You don't need to embrace it. You can even still be in that, this is my truth, this is your truth and it's okay that it's different. When we listen deeply, and we are open to hear what they're really saying. It creates a bridge of connection. And this often leads to a level of compassion and understanding for another person. There's a lot of times recently I'll say, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. And instead of sitting in the world and looking out and and trying to look for the answer to help me understand what's going on, and I'm looking more at out in the world in our humanness, trying to make sense of it. I shift and I look inward or upward to the divine spirit and say, I don't understand. I am willing to see another perspective. Show me another way. And I listen deeply for that message to come from the divine spirit. So there's two ways to listen deeply, listening deeply to each other and creating an understanding that we'll have different opinions. We'll have different beliefs. We will hold different truths And we can hold those truths tenderly while still being open and then listening deeply to the divine spirit who's guiding us and leading us and directing us. And where we will be guided toward will be different than another person. Because remember, spirit is meeting us in our humanness to remind us of our divinity and our path to remembering is different than everyone else's path. And what we need in that moment is different than what they need to hear, what they need to experience, what truth they need to embrace. So there's truths that I used to embrace that was that felt really deeply resonant, that worked for me, that, that helped me, that supported me, that shifted my mind, that opened me up in ways that other truths didn't. So I worked with them, I resonated with them, and I embraced them. And then one day I needed to let them go because then I was shifted to another level of truth. Another level of truth came in, and then another level of truth came in, and then another level of truth came in all the while i had to let go of those other truths that i was embracing because i couldn't hold them anymore i didn't need them anymore because in listening deeply to my inner spirit i was given the next truth to embrace and in the process i had to let go of what i thought i knew what i thought was true or what I thought was right. I had to let that go in order to embrace the next level of understanding. So as you're listening to my voice, you're listening to my messages, you're tuning into the podcast. This is episode 95, so there's a whole bunch of episodes. As you're listening, one piece may feel like a truth for you right now and others don't but you don't need to judge those other pieces as wrong they're just not for you right now they're just not meant for you at this time and one day one of those pieces may be resonant for you or you may be already a step beyond needing that but someone else needs it Someone else needs to hear it. It's, it's going to land for them in a way that they need it. So in their humanness, that truth is exactly what they need in that moment. And it can be different than yours. And that's okay. Because we're all here. Having a different experience. Yes, we are all connected. But we're having this human experience. We need to honor our humanness. We need to embrace our humanness. Because it comes with history. It comes with our past. It comes with our our past, this life and past lives. It comes with a lot of influence. It comes with a lot of imprinting, memory. And the mind becomes a rat's nest. And it takes a while to unwind it. It takes a while to unwind it from the programming. It takes a while to unwind it from our history and and to heal our wounds and to feel our emotions and to process our layers. There's a lot there in healing and awakening to the truth of who we are. But to give you the full on truth of who you are and for you to embrace it instantly is unrealistic. It's, it's so far from where most people are operating in their humanness that they just can't fully embody their divinity. It's a process of remembering. And in the process of unwinding the mind, we need to embrace certain ideas and beliefs in order to unwind that level of the mind or that understanding or that belief, conscious or subconscious. We create this level of understanding in the mind. We try things on for a while until we can embrace and embody it. And then the next truth comes in. The next idea comes in. The next belief comes in. And we heal the next layer. That's how it works. So when we listen deeply, we are listening to our inner spirit, but we're also listening to each other and honoring our differences, our differences, opinion, our differences of what perspective we hold, our difference of beliefs, our difference, different history our past, our feelings, our emotions, our experiences. I was speaking to a dear friend of mine recently in the last couple of days, and I was just saying how much I have felt the collective. I, I work with the collective energy a lot, and I work with Mother Earth a lot, global energy, collective energy. And the collective wounds, I I, I support humanity at that level i do a lot of work in the background and i don't share that a lot i don't tell people that a lot i'm 24 7 i'm i'm constantly doing work in the background for my inner circle members for all of humanity there's different ways that i work as a healer and that's that's a gift that i came in with it it's and and the more i embrace it the more i say yes to it the deeper and more expanded it becomes. It's a full-time job. And I say yes to it because it's the role I'm meant to play at this time. And as I share that, some people will understand and some people won't. And as I was talking to her about it, we, we have very different ways of approaching. And she's a spiritual teacher. She's a minister as, as well and she had said you know when i work with a client i work with them and then i end the session i'm done and for me it's like my inner circle members i'm tapping into their energy twenty i'm working in the background all the time if i wake up at one or two or three in the morning i'm attuning to the energy within myself and around and globally I'm always constantly doing that. It's just my, it's just my natural way of being. It's my, it's the job and the role that I've here. I'm here to do. It's my heart work. People don't understand that. She actually had, she was given through spirit, a, a divine experience of what that is like for me. And she was moved to tears. And she just said, thank you for the work you do in the background. Thank you for working with that collective energy. She goes, I see, I feel now just how enormous that work is. And I understand it now. I heard you say it before, but I never fully understood it until this moment. We were both moved to tears. I was in my car and I was crying and I felt very seen and understood in that moment and appreciated for the work I did or do and continue to do in the background. So listen deeply and be wildly curious. This is a beautiful bridge that can create connection and increase our capacity to love, to have compassion for others and to create an understanding even when we disagree. Shift number five, I'm gonna invite you to look for the call for love. Behind every fight to be right, there's a call for love. Behind everybody's defense, every attack, there is a call for love. You've probably heard me talk about this before, and you've heard it in probably different different texts and different tools. We talk about a choice for love or fear in every moment. There's a choice for love or fear. And every moment Whatever is happening around us is either coming from love or coming from fear. That's the truth. That's, that's one truth that you can embrace and, and work on and, and play with and explore and try on and experience in life in order to unwind the mind. And then the next level of truth that comes in is there is no fear. It's only love and a call for love. But we can't embrace that truth in the beginning that there's no fear, that there's only love, only love exists. It's too much for the human mind to comprehend because the ego is too embedded there. Fear is so embedded in our programming that it's hard to comprehend. So my invitation for you is don't worry about fear being not real or dismissing fear. Don't worry about processing that. Just look for the call for love. There's love and a call for love. When we can change our perspective, we can begin to see everyone through that lens of love and compassion. Even if we disagree, even if they hold a different truth than us, even if we feel divided in something or on the opposite side of the fence around something. The invitation is to look for the call for love. Be love in action. Can you see them through that lens of love? Can you see, when you see that call for love in others, when you see it as a call for love, instead of a strong defense, trying to convince you of something that you don't necessarily believe. You can see the call for love and it softens you. It, it allows you to lower your defenses. It allows you to see the innocence, to see possibility, to create a bridge of connection again. So to recap, step one, observe instead of judge. Step two, be willing to be wrong. Step three, shift three, lower your defenses. Shift four, listen deeply. Not only out in the world to our fellow humans Listen deeply to your divine spirit as well. Trust your intuition. Open your intuitive heart. Listen with your inner ear. And that requires you letting go of what you think you know and everything you think you don't know in order to be open. And then shift five, look for the call for love. It's there, I promise you, in every fight, it's there. In every battleground, it's there. In every post, in every comment, it's there. Maybe cleverly hidden. And if you're triggered, it's gonna be so out of your radar but your willingness to look for the call for love will open up a perspective. And you'll be surprised what you see. You'll be surprised and perhaps in awe of what comes in. Take a deep breath. Feel into this moment. Be present to what is. Pause. Breathe. Be here right now. You're exactly where you need to be. Doing exactly what you need to be doing. Hold steady. Take inspired action only. Make sure that you are being love in action. Don't enter a battleground and fight to be right without doing these five shifts. As in those five shifts, you will be able to take inspired action, to be love in action, to speak the truth that you're meant to speak in that moment. If it's guided, if it's not guided, it's not serving. So sometimes inspired action is no action. And that's the best gift you can give to humanity is to follow your guidance. To trust the divine spirit to guide you and lead you in every moment. With every word. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate being here and and I'm honored to be sharing these messages each week. I love you. I appreciate you. I honor you until next week. Love and
0: blessing. You've been listening to life by divine with your host, Sue DeMay shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul. As you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine, join Sue in the growing global Heartland Living community at heartledliving.com. That is heart, L-E-D, living.com.